Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, welcome back to another Experts Podcast. Hello, Lani Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. It is for those that are looking to engage the media to to do it better. It to, is. To get uh, the right mix of content and the right, right yarns and hooks yeah. to attract media. Any, anyone that wants to communicate better, I think it's a pretty, pretty good summary. No better person to have uh, our next expert. He's a media kind of guy. He's the breakfast host of 6PR, former mornings host, former West Australian journalist, Gareth Parker. G'day, Morning, Gareth. Nick. Morning, Lana. This is a little different for you, isn't it, Gareth? I'd usually ask the questions. Yeah. You're feeling <laughs> a little going on ner- here? Feeling a bit nervous about it's this very one? very unusual. Although I do like these, uh, these little armchairs. They are comfy. Bring these into the studio at PR. These are oh, fantastic. You, see if you had <laughs> Only the, the best. But if you had this in your <laughs> It is, it is a quarter to 11. I have been up since a quarter to three, so if, I might just slide well, you, down and get comfortable and have yeah. a snooze. Well, you'll you're, you're, you'll be all warmed up. We're, nah, we're, we're ready to go. We're only just starting. Us, yeah, uh, us, yep. yeah, the workday's well Coffee's still over. kicking in. Yes, uh, us PR guys <laughs> type kind of. We just start at nine and finish at 10.30. It's Expert, all done. you reckon? Hey? Expert. I think you are. I don't feel like I'm an expert in anything. We've had a few. I feel like journos, and I still consider myself a journo. I feel like you become a jack of all trades, that you get a really broad, wide knowledge that's about an inch deep. So it's a mile wide and an inch deep. So you know a lot of, <laughs> you have a working knowledge I like that. of sort of everything. Whereas, like I think of an expert, right, is a brain surgeon. Yeah. They have so much expertise in brain surgery or yep. it's a... You know, a, a chemical engineer who knows just how to arrange the particles just so to come up with a new polymer. Like, I, I sort of feel moderately unemployable, right? <laughs> but we know just enough about everything to kind of fudge our way through it. Yeah, I, I'm, but, not, I'm not saying you're an expert in everything. But, I think but you're, why but I'm you're on the med- Experts but, podcast. But you're a media expert. <laughs> oh, okay. You are a journalist. You no, are that's someone, true. And, that's, and we do get a few journalists on this because yep. what we want to do is actually understand what makes you tick sure. and find out why experts and why those that are looking to engage media, what are the challenges there are yeah. in front of them? Because, you know, if everyone was really good at what they do, everyone would be in media, That's but true. the fact is they're not. That's true. So uh, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Mate, quickly, just get us a rundown. It will be the audience, that, particularly the Perth and the West Australian audience, mm-hmm. will know that you've come over from the morning program, you've headed into breakfast. Yep. Bit of a challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Nine shows in, so um, we haven't figured it out by any means yet. Um, I did about 13 years at the West Australian before going to 6PR, and did four years on mornings. That's uh, what which it says in my fun. notes here, Lana. Did Lana, he prepare? He years. certainly did. It says here, 13 <laughs> years as a state political reporter for the West Australian. Hey, well, that's something we didn't discuss earlier <laughs> off air. Didn't get in trouble for that. Not all those 13 years as a state <laughs> political reporter. But, um, but yeah, so, so mornings was a, was a big change from, from newspapers, um, which, is, which is my first sort of phase of the occupation. And then, um, you know, broadcasting is different isn't it? Because yeah. it's got to have the entertainment factor. It's not just about the information. It's not just about the interview. It's about presenting it in a way that connects with people that's entertaining. So, yeah, Brecky, we're, we're nine shows in. And, look, 
it, it is a challenge because I'm replacing a show uh, that for the last seven years was two people. Mm. Um, and if you've got two people bouncing off each other, um, then it, it's a different type of show by definition for one person. Um, and so we, we're finding that balance between the entertainment factor, the information factor, but it's really, we, we really wanted to, to harden it up a bit, but it's still got to be listenable and fun and, you know, um, connect with people. Go back to that moment, though, when you were asked, yeah. would you like to take on the breakfast program? We, we've, he, here's the news. We've got Liam Bartlett. He's kind of a big deal. He's sort of the Ron Burgundy of Western Australian media, <laughs> if not Australian not, media. I didn't say that, Liam. Liam, Liam, I've said <laughs> that it was five n- times now. That was Nick Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> you said it Nick on a previous Hayes. episode too, Nick. I, I have I said recall. it, but he hasn't responded to it yet. But, you know, <laughs> it's with his lawyers. But <laughs> God, no. Um, but that, go back to that moment, yeah, though, yeah. when the breakfast opportunity well, was put in front of you. What, what were you thinking? What was the immediate response? Um, daunted, but excited, like any new challenge. You sort of rushed towards the challenge. I mean, it was clearly going to be – it needed to be um, for the right reasons. And, and the discussions that I had with, um, with Tom Malone, the Managing Director of Nine Radio, and also with Greg Burns, uh, our National Content Director, and Emily White here, was like, well, what sort of show do you want? Mm. Is, it, is it sort of if, – if you're doing what, what Basil and Steve Mills did, like – I'm not that guy, certainly no. not on my own. But if you want a different style of show that's a bit newsier, uh, then, yeah, let's absolutely let's explore the opportunity. And so we had discussions around that, and this is where we ended up. I love it. I love it, Lana, because there's no way that you know, Gareth was going to be able to do what Millsy or Baz does. And yeah. I don't think you ever wanted to do that. No, of course. And I'm my own person. Yeah. Um, they're their own people. So you can't you, – you, I think you've got to be authentic to, to yourself and who you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really like the change. I think, you know, obviously I was a, a fan of the former program. But as was I. I. I listened to it more than anyone. I'd listen to it for four hours every morning as we were preparing for morning. I listen to wow. four and a half hours every morning. Yeah, <laughs> we do always have it on in the office. It's yeah. true. But, yeah, I like the shift to that harder, mm. newsier. Yeah, your, your journo background definitely shines through. Yeah. Gareth, <laughs> well, let's talk about the commentary, though, because mm. everyone is a program director, by the way. Mm. You've yeah. got, you, you must have, you know, people coming from everywhere saying you need to do this you need to do that <laughs> yeah i just stepped out of your office i had four different <laughs> yeah opinions in your office yeah, as to what john's probably the most qualified to be fair john Salvana was the former six VR program yeah, director he offered me a job once did he yeah i knocked him back <laughs> he'll never forget that oh god <laughs> eventually yeah. no john all seriousness john was the first one who actually gave me an opportunity to do radio which was filling in when he was program director at 6PR. Yeah. Um, so I used to fill in from time to time on, on both mornings and drive. So uh, it's love all, if you, if you don't like me, it's all John's yeah. fault. There you go. I love, you've got to have someone to blame. <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to have a little fun with you here. This isn't something I don't normally do with any of our guests. Lana. <laughs> he prepared this. It's like I said, I did do a little I've preparation. I've the question. So like you, do, you do a $1,000 question, don't you? Yeah, $1,000 minute. $1,000 minute? Yeah, 60 seconds. How are you coping with answers. that? Are you doing all right with that? Is that, is that that's something you haven't done before. No, it's harder to – the mechanics of it, getting it out in the time that you've got available are harder than it appears. All right, well, I'm going to have a crack at it, okay? I'm going to have a crack so at it. This is the answering? Gareth Parker. Yeah, this is the Gareth Parker. You just rang in. All right, we've got Gareth Parker on the line. Gareth, you've got – 60 seconds. Here we go. Who is the most important person at 6PR? Emily White. What was your inspiration to become a journalist? Frontline. Frontline. Good, oh, good answer. What is your favourite media? Is it radio, TV or print? Radio. 
You have to say that. <laughs> if you could have any job in media, what would it be now? Hosting 6PR breakfast <laughs> from 5.30 to 9, Monday to Friday. Oh, we haven't got any sound effects. Ding! He's got I should that. be timing this. You should be. Um, <laughs> a story that you're most proud of. Whatever. Yeah, that you've done. Oh, crikey. Um, but you can pass. You can come back to it later. Well, um, I'll, I'll say <laughs> there, there was there was a real good one that Jeff Parry and I broke a few years ago about Troy Buswell. Yeah, when he was um, when he did the run driving yeah. through Subiaco. That was oh, a good one. That yeah. was a good scoop. That that basically stop the clock, Nick. Uh, yeah. Stop the clock. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep going, but that, we'll come back. So to that, that that's one, and, and I know this isn't in the spirit of it, but we'll restart the clock in a minute. I, the one I got nominated for a Walkley for last year, uh, no, two years ago, whenever it was, two years ago, uh, revealing that BHP had systematically underpaid their royalties for years mm. and there was yeah. this sort of very delicate, very secret negotiation with the state government worth about the clock, $250 million. The clock is about to start right. again. That anyway. is awesome. That's two. Just but off that's the top two. of my head. But I, you know what I said? I had money on that you would have gone smash a straw with Gavin Bain. Oh, of course. And, and, uh, saved, the tried to save <laughs> the strawberry industry. You saved <laughs> the strawberry industry. Gavin Gavin had money on this that you would say that. But yeah. uh, Sorry, <laughs> Gavin. Self-interest. Sorry, All right. Start All right. the clock. Start the clock. Uh, <laughs> you are relatively a new dad. Has this affected you as a journalist yes <laughs> good answer where do you see yourself in 10 years from now hosting the 6pr breakfast program oh, 5 30 to 9 monday to friday he's on message isn't he is media biased um oh, we can't well yeah but i want to elaborate on that we'll in, come back to okay. that all right what has been the hardest story you've had to cover the hardest story i've had to cover hmm stop the clock do you mean like, like personally, emotionally difficult? Or? What's the hardest story you, you, you've well, covered and, and, and really I'll, felt I'll the, the, painful or it hurt, right, affected so, you? So there's two that are very different, right? Yep. One was when I – and we're well over a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> One was when I was a cadet reporter at the West Australian and it was a Sunday night from memory in the middle of summer, about this time of year. And I was pretty young. I was 22, I think, something like that. And so a lot of people were still at uni, mates were on summer holidays, whatever – and I was doing the four o'clock till midnight shift on night police rounds. And the call came through that there'd been a boating accident in the Swan River down in Mosman Park. And I turned up and there was a bunch of kids about my age, you know, maybe a year or two younger. Yeah. Who'd been out drinking all day, having a good time in the party, on the boat. Kid had jumped off the back, hit his head on the propeller, never came up. Oh, uh, I remember that. And so seeing the, um, the scene, if you mm. like, oh. of these kids who were sort of my age and I was brand new right I'd brand new journal I hadn't been doing it for very long at all and then sort of covering it reporting it writing it up and then get back in the office and I, I still remember Chris Manley who for many years was on the back bench at the west uh, he said mate are you alright and I thought it was only when he asked I thought yeah I think so that was sort of at the end of the night like mm. after we'd filed and it was close to midnight you alright yeah oh yeah I think so but I've often thought about that one again uh, and that's not a particularly unusual or dramatic thing for young reporters to cover Death knocks are still a thing in the industry, I think, where, mm. you, you know, you go and knock on someone's door after there's been some sort of tragic event. There was one, I'm happy to admit it in this forum, there was one death knock I squibbed once. Instructions were from the, uh, from the chief of staff, go out and knock on the door. It was down, and, and the photographer, I won't name, but I was with a photographer, and the story was that someone had reversed their car over their own toddler and killed uh, them. Yeah. Now, we got to the house... And it was southern, like well southern suburbs. Probably took us forty-five minutes to drive down there. Mm. And there was no car in the driveway. It didn't look like anyone was there. And mm. I gave it the cursory knock. No one really answered, and we just bailed out. No, well done. We just well bailed done. out. We didn't want to pursue it because I didn't. I just didn't see what 
the value was in that. Yeah, it's but it does happen, you know. That's oh, it's a tough gig, and I think most journalists, you know, have had to do that yeah. once or twice in their, their life. Yeah. If not, you know, a current affair. Look at a current affair. Yeah. You're doing it not that to that level, but you're really chasing down the right. story. The most intense story I've had to cover is clearly COVID last yeah. year. We'll get, we'll get back to that because I think that's a, that's, a, that's a big one. Right. Yeah. Last question, and this is: How many coffees do you have a day? Uh, usually two. Two. Instant wow! Coffees. Impressive. Instant. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's no cafes open at three thirty, Nick. Yeah, that's a oh God. That's a pain in the butt, isn't it? No, I've I've come to like it over the last four and a bit years. It's sort of. It, Let's you know you're alive when you have a strong cup of black instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like granulated instant yep. coffee? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Macona Gold. <laughs> or, or International Roast. If That's you're very refreshing. Out. No, sorry, Blend, blend 43. And to all our good friends <laughs> at... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not sponsored by either of those two coffee companies. No, maybe hey, we should be. <laughs> well done on those 10 questions because it's, it's a tough gig, actually. Even asking the questions is difficult. Yeah, especially you did if well, you've got someone case. rabbiting on like me with the answers. Yeah. Not, not playing in the spirit of the law. No, no, no. You played very well. So, uh, Gareth, talk to me. I mean, obviously with breakfast, you're, you're looking for a bit of a different uh, kind of story. It's not necessarily that hard-hitting that you're mm. well known for. Mm. I mean, as a, as a political journalist and as someone who has um, covered stories and in-depth, you're like a tiger getting them and bringing them in. Is it and have you had to change to do the breakfast program? Oh, well, clearly, yes, and, and still, you know, at the start of that process, really. Mm. Um, so, you know, but, but you don't you don't forfeit the other bit either. I think it's – ideally, I'd like a show that does both, you know. We want to set the agenda early in the morning. Um, mm. It shouldn't, but there's no rule that says you can't talk about news before nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But equally, you want to find things that you know give people a giggle, make them think, and generate some discussion. You know, some, and that's the heart of talkback is is getting different perspectives and sharing experiences and seeing what we have in common and agreeing and disagreeing. Last one on this though, uh, the the audience can be a little bit uh, awkward when it comes to change. They, they generally don't like change, and, and there's a been that's, a, that's humans. That's, that's not right. That's just human uh, nature. Well, I think I think particularly in media though, they they get to know the host. Try and, and do a restructure of a department in a you know in a large bureaucracy or a private company and see how that goes. Oh God, don't don't talk government departments. They no, hate no, change. Even, full even, stop. even in the private sector, anyway. <laughs> that's people, very true. People don't like change. So yeah. they, they wouldn't like going from international roast to. Makona. That would right. that would actually bring exactly. down a government department. <laughs> but the, the 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 talk on social media and 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 you can get that into that bubble yep. that just is quite toxic and also very negative. Yep. Um. Are you, are you following any of that? Try not to. I mean, you're aware of it, and you know, like the guys that I'm replacing ran a brilliant radio show. Yeah. So. You know, of course, people miss it. We think you're pretty good too. Thank we you. think you're pretty good too. But yeah. I mean, you 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 are aware of it. Um. It can get on your nerves and on your plan your mind if you if you're not thinking carefully about putting it in its proper place yep if people are entitled to their views and they're entitled to express them as well so all i ask is that you just give us a chance and see what happens are you still writing your column for sunday times no no that's done ended up at the, uh, that wound up at the end of last year wound up beautiful but you you are a writer as well yep. it's in so your blood soon when's this going to air this is going to air on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, well, watch this space. Australia Day. Watch this space. All right. Exciting. Looking forward Heard to it. Here first. Well, look, next I, month I'll be writing somewhere. 
Lovely. Um, but is, it, is that still in your blood? Is yeah, it the course. riding side of it? Because I've, I've actually seen you in action uh, on a Friday afternoon, still riding the column <laughs> for, for Sunday's yeah. thing. And you, you're like a th- you're, you're a thinker and a walker, aren't you? Are you a walker thinker? Uh, I can be. Yeah. You, when I used to sort of interview like or just get the information from people, you used to just pace around the office. With oh, like phone. a pacer. I'm yeah. picturing like longer strolls. No, not like long strolls in the woods. <laughs> More like intense sort of... You know, a bit like a, a neurotic dog that, you know, is not in let out circle. and sort of paces the same <laughs> yeah. trail in the I, backyard. Yeah, I, I like more it. More like that. I was, I was sort, of, sort of like a Mr Bean sort of walking around the Hang office, on. but oh, not, in, not, in, not in that negative tone. Wow. But, oh, no, you're, you're, you're a fine writer. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sort of that, you know, you're, you're right at yeah. it. You, you're no. like, but you do love a story that you can get right into. Of course. And is that is that what drives you, I mean, the, the more in-depth opportunity that writing does allow for uh, you? No, but I like being. I like actually the exercise of thinking it through. Yep. Like just in my own mind, it actually the, the exercise of writing is often about clarifying your own thinking. What do I actually think about this? Or you take a notion or and you say, can you flesh this out? So the sort of the the intellectual curiosity or or, or you know is the logic consistent? Like as a thought exercise, it's almost thinking in real time through the through the keyboard. And then all of a sudden you got eight hundred and fifty words in a column. Hopefully that you know people think is worth reading. Now. Your team. Yep. It's, it's a team effort bringing a to program be. together. Has to be. What is, what, what's the processes you go through in the morning? Because for our listeners who, who are potential experts, commentators, people yep. looking to engage your breakfast program, what and how does your team come up with the stories? Where do the, what, what do they actually do? So you're constantly looking everywhere for a potential story. It could be down the dog park. You know, mm. It could be something you see on Facebook. But the daily routine is read the papers, West Australian, Australian Financial Review, have a look at WA Today online. Um, have a look at other, you know, news sources. But but local, like I, I want as much local stuff as we can. It's sort of the hierarchy goes right, local, national, international, in that order. Yeah. Um, we get pitched press releases um, constantly, 24 hours a day, press releases lob in your inbox. Uh, or there's people who you have relationships with who will ring you up and tell you things, either as a PR exercise or just a, hey, have you heard exercise? Mm. Often it's just a text message that leads to something else. So, And that's where, you know, in the industry now for whatever it is, 18 years, uh, what year is it? 19 years. <laughs> 19 years. You, you, you build up a, a network and people tell you things. So it's a bit of everything. There's no magic formula. Um, it's constantly being open-minded about, well, is this something? Is this something worth fleshing out and airing and bringing to people? Is will, it, will people be interested? Is, is this interesting? And that's it. That's what it comes down to. Is this interesting? Is it something that the audience right. wants? Is it something that's going to... Is it about getting talk back? Is it about sometimes, getting people fired up? Not always. Not always? No. So so sometimes it's about that. Sometimes it's just this is interesting. Yeah. Often it's trying to find the interesting bit in a ba- with due respect to your guys' profession in a badly written press release, right? So I'll give you an example <laughs> the other day. Can I just put it, just clarify? I, I just want to disclaim They never happen from we're, media. We're it's no, a great point. We're not a PR company. <laughs> and secondly, um, nothing ever bad's ever come from here. No, right. this is a relevant point, Gary. So there was one from well, one Why of are we doing this again, Lana? <laughs> yeah, turn the tables. <laughs> there was one the other week that came through from one of the universities um, and it was dolphin research. And Ooh, love some of everyone loves dolphins, right? Yeah. Can, can, I, can I just tell you something before you go on with your story? Yeah. When when I was in the army, you, you never ever claimed to be in the army. So when you went out at night, you, you'd actually claim that you're a dolphin, dolphin. trainer at SeaWorld. Yeah. I tell you what, that worked <laughs> so well. What do you mean? Are it you worked? talking about picking up Nick Case? What do you mean it worked? Let's move on. 
Let's move on. Um, so t- was t- that t- worth interrupting you for, Garrett? <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't. No, it was just meeting the ladies. They would rather hear that you're a, a, a dolphin, dolphin trainer than an infantryman with that's the eighth wrong in battalion. so many different ways. Oh gosh, Christine, why are we doing this again? Go, go forth. So the press release is written, and it's talking about. Um, I can't even remember the language, so I'll sort of make it up, but you'll get the idea. Okay. Um, you know, discrete populations of dolphins and um, anthropogenic impacts upon them. And because there's discrete wow. populations of dolphins, then each discrete <laughs> population needs to pay heed to its anthropogenic impact, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm going, what does this actually mean? Because it's local research. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. So, so, here, so, here, <laughs> so here's I'm how we're Googling up these words already. Here's how we figured it out. What they were trying to say is that there's basically four dolphin populations in Perth mm. that are kind of discrete. So if you see a dolphin in the Swan River, that's different from a different grouping or family from the ones you might see out at Scarborough Beach. Came from oh. a university. Just different right. again from the ones that you might see at Coburn. Oh. And so what they're saying is that because these are discrete populations of dolphins, like we need to think differently about how we protect them. Was that a university that sent that out? Of course. Uh, so can't, Why can't you universities talk like normal people, please? So once we actually figured out what it was and we talked to the researcher, she was wonderful. She was great <laughs> talent. It was a fun story. And we figured out that, you know, she actually knows the dolphins by name because they name them all. She can, she can identify it by sight. That's, oh, that's awesome. Bluey and that's, you know, snackers. <laughs> because they can figure it out on the dorsal fins. How cool so is that? So as I said, who doesn't love dolphins? Now we know that there's four different populations of dolphins in the Perth metro area and we didn't have to mention anthropogenic once. And that is interesting. I agree. Yeah. What? But that's such a good example. You translated it for us sitting here right now. When yeah. you said all of that, I was like, um, what is this story really about? Right. Wow. So trying to get to the heart of it. So for media professionals, tell the story. Yeah. yeah. Ditch the jargon, tell the story. And to your credit, you you took the time and energy to do that because you actually saw dolphin. I mean, yeah. the word dolphin well, we needed, should just be... <laughs> we needed something. Then. Yeah. Oh, you needed something. <laughs> then you just call me, big fella. But look, but the, the dolphin itself is enough. It's a tagline to go, yes, yeah. let's do that. Who doesn't want to know more about Perth dolphins? Discreet dolphins. But as to your point, Lana... People communicate like yeah. the way normal people communicate. Yeah. And by the sound of that press release, it looked as though she was communicating to other academics. Right. And That's not your audience. It doesn't work. For a press release. No. It's definitely your audience for a peer-reviewed scientific paper. Yes. Yeah. That three people will read. Sure. But that's not us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And I and, think... And just, sorry, just to learn to finish no, that thought. I think most media outlets would have overlooked that story as Correct. a result. Yes. True. Like probably all of them. Still, if dolphin was in the headline, though, I, I reckon that's a that's a pull, that's a draw card. Yeah. God, you had to dive deep to get to the. I like oh, what you did there. Terrible. <laughs> dive deep. Oh wow, that that's was good. Uh, thank you. It just came to me. <laughs> no, but I think I it's nothing. it's something that happens so often where people are so engrossed in their own industry, whatever that is, you know, be it more corporate, be it academic, and they don't even realise they're speaking in a different language. Yep. But it is, and it needs to be translated for it to be able to resonate well, it with an audience. Need to be translated exactly. That's actually the wrong word. It should yeah. just talk normal. <laughs> just be normal. Explain it like you're explaining it to your mum. Yeah. Or to your wife at the end of the day. You take a lot of your content via the phone. I know that you've well connected and you're well tapped into a lot of the people. How important is that phone sitting next to you while you're doing your show? Whilst on air. Yeah. Uh, it's a double-edged sword. Right. So it can be really important, but it can also distract you. Yeah. Sure. So balancing that's not always easy. Yeah. Wow. And it's in, it is that sort of, I suppose, because breakfast now is more, 
it's happening as it's happening right. as opposed to that sort of structured yep. uh, program. We're going to do this, this, this and this in the morning. Yep. You're sort of playing it by ear. So you, exactly. you are listening. You are watching. Are you looking at social media? You, you mentioned um, Facebook. Do you watch follow Twitter? Is it the kind tw- of things tw- that – Twitter more than fa- – I'm, I'm not a big Facebook guy. Yep. Not a big Instagram guy. Um, but like some of the producers are. Yep. So I f- can sort of justify it by saying I don't have to look at it because they are. But well, I mean, we engage our audiences on those platforms as well. So, mm-hmm. how many producers have you got? Two, two, and Sh- Shane Douglas and Frizz Ferguson. Oh, they're good. They're good. And Duggo's been around for years. Yep. Is are they all? Have you got that kind of relationship where all stories are a potential story? Of course, I yep. always say like this is an ideas game. Yep. And there's no such thing as a bad idea. I'd rather hear ten bad ideas to get to one good one than people. Oh, I won't pitch that because I think it's rubbish. And ultimately, because often you if you kick it around right between the three of us, then we go, oh, actually, that is a good idea. Yeah. Well, we can pick out the. Interesting dolphin bit from the jargon-laden <laughs> press release. I want to get back to one of Nick's questions: Is media biased? Because yep. that—that's something I think you'd you'd have a bit to. Well, it has a say. frame, right? Every, all media has a frame. It comes yep. from somewhere. This idea that you can be completely impartial and come from nowhere. Are you telling me that the um, Australian is the same as the Guardian? No. They have different sets of biases. Yep. And you can be biased, but also be balanced if i can put it that way that might sound like a contradiction you can be biased in the stories that you choose to tell and choose not to tell yep you can be biased in the emphasis you put on different perspectives within a story mm. but it can still be a balanced news report i think it's better if you consume bro- consume media widely yes including media that challenges your own biases um because I think this idea that there's this objective truth that sits, you know, right at 50% in the middle <laughs> yeah, so is, true. Just, is false. And a lot of people think that they say, oh, that's what we want. But there, yep. there's, there isn't and has never been such a thing. Yeah. You know, people sort of, oh, newspapers aren't what they used to be. Well, that's true because they used to be even more biased. You know, they used to just straightforward carry water for their proprietors. I'm talking in the 1700s and the 1800s. Yeah. That was the po- there was no point in owning a printing press if you weren't pushing an agenda that suited your commercial interests. That still happens now. Um, but we pretend that, it, or some people pretend that it doesn't. Perceptive media consumers can see through it and understand it and put it in its proper context. I think, but yeah, we had Bron Williams, uh, a bias expert, on quite a few podcasts ago, and, and all media is biased. Hmm. In fact, everything is biased. I mean, exactly. It, when humans are involved, we, we're going to have a like certain I, perception or belief in what we what we're looking at and right. seeing. Yeah, uh, I, it's how I, we interpret a, it. I'm a product of my upbringing, in my environment, and my yeah. family situation. So Correct. I bring all that to my perspective on the world whereas yeah. i this is how we ha- this is how we have debates nick yeah this is how i can say you know one thing about gay marriage and another person can say another thing about gay marriage there's no sort of objective black and white rule book that says that my view is correct and yours is incorrect correct they are by definition matters of values and debate well it is the position of this and they podcast shift. well absolutely they shift and they change and let's they change that, over time that is a good one to go to because i think one of the the biggest challenges over the last 12 months has been covid we've got five yeah. minutes to, to kick in here case. is that it, it has been a big change i yep. mean covid the way that we looked at it when it first launched and and broke into the uh, on a global scale um, the way media reports on it it, it changed like literally overnight um, but bias is is up and about and around. How has 
COVID been as a journalist, as a presenter, as a as a media professional? How have you dealt with that? Has this been the biggest challenge for your career to deal with one particular issue so, that's been so dominant? It's certainly been the biggest story that I think I hope I'll ever cover because mm. it pervades everything. It's yeah. actually exhausting. Yeah. Are we looking for more stories beyond this now? Desperately. Desperately, yeah. And it's... I chatted over Christmas to a lot of friends who live in other parts of Australia um, and I have family who live in Florida and in California, like my in-laws are split between I heard you Florida interview your in-laws last year, <laughs> Gareth. So, you, so their experience... You weren't hard up for talent there, were you? No, not at all. <laughs> their, their experience, right, of 2020 and now into 2021 is just so alien from ours. Yeah. And even in, like, friends who managed to come back for Chrissy from Melbourne, like... A close mate of mine told the story about going to the local shops and having anxiety that he didn't have his mask in his pocket. Then he realised he didn't need it. Yes. And then standing in line at the checkout trying to give social distance between the person in front of him and the and the bloke behind him. He said, come on, mate, sh- shuffle up. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Get out of my space. Yeah. So anyway, we, we have experienced it very differently here. But it's just that the things that we have very quickly become used to and accepted were literally unthinkable yeah, 11 wild. months ago. So true. If I had have told to you guys that we would have a border that prevents us from travelling to Victoria. <laughs> yeah. You just can't do it. It's wild. No, you can't do it. Yeah. You're stuck here in Western Australia and you can't, like, forget overseas, you can't go to Victoria. Yeah. And that this will persist for months and months on end. Yeah. And everyone will go, yeah, okay. You will just accept it. Look, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, it'll cause some grumbles along the way, but you know what? Generally, so true. We think of ourselves as Aussie larrikins that we challenge the rules and challenge rubbish. No, we we are good little schoolboys and schoolgirls. Compliant, rule following, obedient. Absolutely. And and we have listened to this rhetoric that's just come from the state government. Look, I won't get into it. I won't get into that. (laughs) Don't get into it, Nick. We don't have time. This is your show, Gareth Parker. (laughs) This is all about you, not about me. But um, But yeah, so it's been exhausting. uh, and, And what was frustrating is that the final week that I was on air last year, we were there. We just reopened the borders. Oh, we looked yes. as though we had it all under control. Mm. And then four weeks later, it was like the first thing to talk about. Well, the borders are shut again. Oh, and I know. There's outbreaks in New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland again. And gee, it looks like 2021 is just like 2020. It's a big. It's not anyone's fault, right? No. This is just where we're at. But so it's a big political winner for the government of the day, particularly when. Well, if you manage it well, in March. Well, of course, manage they're, it well. If you manage it poorly, ask the Don how it's going. Yeah. Ask who? The Donald. Yeah. You might have heard of him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's gone. <laughs> Donald. He's gone. Yeah. Um, but he's played – look, Mark McGowan, the Premier of Western mm. Australia, has played the playbook beautifully. Yeah. He's, he has played it absolutely beautifully. I'm not going to get into that because we've still got a couple of things to get sure. into you. Ex-waffle umpire. Yeah. Is that – does that – Really? As an yeah. umpire, does it – Cool. Yeah. yeah. Does, <laughs> cool. First time I've ever been accused of being cool I for umpiring waffle. I didn't know that. Waffle. Thank you, Lana. <laughs> You're it, welcome. Does that Can help? you clip that up and send it yeah, to that me? Yeah, that will be. <laughs> That's good. That'll be, that'll be in the promo. Um, <laughs> does, <laughs> does that play a role in the way that you bring your I talk think it show? Must. Well, I think it must in my approach to, <laughs> to sort of – I think it gives me an innate sense of fairness. Oh, that's so interesting. You can see it. You know, we talk about bias, right? Um, I do like to think I can see things fair-mindedly. Yeah. So instead of reaching for the whistle, you're sort of, well, hang on, hang well, on a second. Well, hang on. Like, let's let's blow the whistle when the whistle <laughs> needs to be blown. Yeah. But also give credit to an other side of the argument you don't necessarily hold if you can see the case has been made well. 
Yeah. I think it gives you a sense of fairness, particularly in politics. When I used to, not, not so much now. When I used to cover politics, because because radio is a bit more of an talk radio is a bit more of an opinion game. You've got more license, and in fact, the job is to 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 put your opinions across and to lead opinion, and and be open to disagreement. When I was the political editor at the West, it was much more about trying to analyze this, you know, through with a sen- real sense of fairness, and that's for each individual. I think journal editor publication to figure out where that line is yeah your love of american sport yep where does that come from uh going to america basically we we there was a period there in my younger days when a couple of mates and i at the end of each footy season would go away for three or four weeks and try and follow the baseball around in particular and Ah. then the nfl and that sort of stuff so and you married an american girl i did is that because of your love of American sport? No, just a happy, <laughs> happy coincidence. <laughs> no, good. The, the brief version of that story is that um, in 2012, February, March, I spent three weeks in the US on a study trip sponsored by the US State Department, which Ooh. is something that they've done for years. They call it the CIA tour. Not really. That's a joke. <laughs> um, but it's something that the US government have done for years. It's one, With countries all around the world, it's one of their efforts at soft powers. They sort of, you know, pluck up and comers from different countries and tour them around America and cool. show them the best and the worst of the US, of the good old USA. Wow. The idea is you come home feeling positive about, uh, about America. Um, and look, if the intention was to bring our two countries closer together, well, when I met my wife when she was on her best friend's hen's night at a Las Vegas bar, there you go. and I happened to be there with the guy I was travelling around with also having a drink, and we met, and that was eight years ago. Vivo Las Vegas. So not everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, no, obviously it comes ah. back to Perth, Western Australia. Yeah, so that's the short, <laughs> and a, the short G-rated version. And we mentioned that you're a dad now. Yep. Um, how's Little that? Henry. It's Little great. Henry. It's good. It's fantastic. Well, what, what, How Simon, old's Henry? He'll be two on the 31st of March. Ah, oh, cute. So what is he? What's that, 22 months-ish? Hey, Simon, Simon Beaumont describes you Henry's father uh, on the show, doesn't he, when he was when he's talking? Well, he, he used to <laughs> – so his name's Henry Clive is his middle name. My right. grandfather's name was Clive. Ah, oh, my dad's name's Clive. There you go. Yeah. So Henry Clive Parker. Henry Clives. And when he was named and we, we sort of announced that, Bowie reckoned that uh, he, that was the, a name for either a um, like a Civil War general or the father of Federation. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a very grand name. <laughs> now, Gareth, we've got to go to John Nichols at the news. No, we don't have that. But, um, mate, great to have you in here. Thanks one for one me. last question I'm going to throw at you. The seven and nine. Yep. I mean, obviously, you've been, you were a, part, a big part of the seven family oh, yep. for a long time. Yep. Um, you're now over in the Channel Nine. Is the, the division between the two as big as what it, the, it is? Oh, I hate this subject. Yeah. I don't really care. You don't I, care? I don't care. Some people really care about it. Yep. Um, and I straddled both camps for the last few years. And you did it well too, didn't you? Well, right for seven. But and mate, who, seriously, and maybe others in the industry disagree, who cares? Yeah. Mm. The audiences do not care. Yeah, yeah. so what true. What they want is tell me a story and tell it well. And yep. I don't care what platform it's across. The whole media war. I've often thought that our industry would be way stronger if we stopped bickering amongst ourselves and started focusing on our audiences and actually looked at where the real commercial threat is, right? The real commercial threat is not 9 versus 7, News Limited versus Fairfax, even the ABC versus commercial media, right? The real threat is two Californian behemoths stealing our lunch, and they've been doing it for 15 years, and we haven't responded to it. So how about we build each other up in the traditional media? How about instead of saying that 7's rubbish and 9's rubbish, we actually go, you know what? Let's all get together and support the value of credible journalism and local content 
and say, yeah, we think we do a good job and we think that it's of value to our audiences rather than trying to cut each other's throats whilst the big bully from California makes our industry a complete pauper. I love, how you, I love it how you mentioned CIA earlier. You don't mention Facebook. It's Hallelujah. like you're more scared of Facebook no, than CIA. that's well, a bloody I'll great clear, call. Facebook and Google. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Gareth. Really bloody, well very said. Very well said. So I, I find the media wars boring, but yeah. I, sadly, I think we're going to see more of them in 2021. I wish you the best of luck for 2021. Thank you. I wish you the very best of luck with the breakfast program. It is sounding good. And people, good if you. you haven't been listening to it, jump onto 6PR in the mornings. Uh, sorry, the bre- Oh, God, I just did what you do <laughs> in the mornings. Well, Wake up morning. for breakfast. Wake up for breakfast at 5.30. Yeah. 5.30 till 9. Till 9. Monday yeah. to Friday. Have you yeah. stopped saying the, the, the wrong well, email address? I haven't said it once in the last three days. <laughs> well done, well done. Uh, another good one, Lana. Yeah, killer. Thank, yeah. Thanks, thanks for Lana. coming. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, well enjoyed it. Well done. And if you want to hear more experts and more media on the Experts Podcast, uh, stay tuned. We'll have another one for next Tuesday. And uh, if you'd like to hear all of them, they're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Wooshka. SoundCloud. We're on everywhere. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll look forward to having your company next week. See you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.